Welcome to Excess Shadow Hunter Jellyfish 299, aka Excess Jellyfish 299. Um, this is Jim, and I am joined here today by Fisherman Edward and the Autistic Gem. Excuse me, my name is Jam, not Gem. Anyway, how are you guys doing today? Yeah, good. Anyways, knock knock. Who's there? Cows go. Cows go who? No, cows go moo. How are you doing today, Artistic Gem? Oh my god, are you serious? Not right now! There's a spider right in front of me! Don't worry, it's a silly little guy. Excuse me? I'm terrified of spiders. I have arachnophobia. Come on. Don't worry, it's in a container in my pocket, okay? Calm down. Okay, we'll just get on with the podcast. We have lots to talk about today, including a dude who got a little too hungry and had devoured something he shouldn't have, and a shocking surprise for a basketball athlete. But first, we're going to be talking about expensive cheeseburgers being savaged by a little kid. You are listening to Excess Shadow Hunters Jellyfish 2099. Tell me a time when you didn't trust little kids with your things. Hmm. Well, once when I was only seven, I was at school in the mud kitchen. I was making the biggest, the muddiest, the prettiest, the most scrumptious mud pie ever known to man. It was in a silver rusted bashed up pot because all the good ones were gone. Such a tragedy. Then I thought I could hear a reception in the mud kitchen. There was laughter haunting me. But then I had to leave my post to go to the toilet. I was busting and I couldn't hold it. I had to leave. When I came out of the girls' toilets, I heard a distant laughter and it got louder and louder until I came back and a reception was going to pretend to eat my mud pie. That really reminds me of chocolate mud cake and that makes me hungry. True. Right, but first of all, what did a policeman say to his belly button? What? You're under a vest. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> Anyways, to my dear cherry and almond tarts, this happened to me with my little cousins. So this was during the school holidays. I was in my grandma's house, and my two little cousins were there too. So like, I was on my phone minding my own business until I heard this aggravating voice, and I turned my head, and it turns out it was my little cousin asking if she can go and play on my phone. Oh, you know how yeah. little kids are. And since I'm such a great cousin, I let her, and she downloaded Roblox since it was her favorite game after all. A few minutes later, she kept clicking these random buttons and stuff that caused Robux, and I didn't have any, so like, I was kind of scared she would do something bad. But luckily, I had my eye on her, and she thankfully didn't do anything bad. So anyways, let's get into my story. A toddler orders 31 cheeseburgers on mom's phone and leaves $21 tips. The order, which cost $127.96, was distributed among the neighbourhood while the phone was subsequently locked. Video explained that the young boy's mother had given him her phone to snap photos with, assuming that it was locked. Hey, Artistic 
Dem, what would what do you think um tastes better? Thirty one cheeseburgers or a mud pie made at the mud kitchen? Well, I think thirty one cheeseburgers would make you go to heaven, literally. And I don't think having a real mud pie would be that mudvillous either. <laughs> well, even if you didn't ask me, I'm gonna say mine anyway. Me personally, I wouldn't do it either. So like but if I really had to, I would choose the mud pie. I don't know why, but I ain't eating that much cheeseburgers. That would not be good for your health reasons. Uh uh. Yeah, but uh. also 31 cheeseburgers would also not be good for your health reasons. True. <laughs> Hey guys, have you ever been so hungry that you ate something you shouldn't have? Um, oh yeah. Last term, embarrassingly, I wasn't very young. I was in class doing work. I was starving because I decided not to eat food at recess. I saw a raspberry hand sanitizer on the table. My conscience told me to taste a little bit. I made sure no one was looking at me and then I ate some of it. After five minutes, I got a bad stomach ache and I thought, would I throw up? Then I said to myself, no, no, I'll just have a drink of water and I'll be fine. After another five minutes, I was worrying that I would throw up. I felt like someone was punching me inside my stomach and it tasted like expired yogurt. I burst out of the room into the toilet and I threw up all the raspberry sanitizer I ate. It was disgusting. True fact, she did. I was there when it happened. Well, once I was with my grandmother shopping and I was so hungry, I tried to ask grandma for food, but she ignored me. Then I looked over and saw some beautiful, fresh, on-sale dates and thought it wouldn't hurt just to have one. I thought it would be okay because I saw my grandma having it out of the great bags. I picked up one and slowly and eventually pulled it up to my mouth. Dun, dun, dun. But it was fine in the end. I'm so happy I did not get caught by the police. I would have been raced out there in a second. Um, uh. Well, this guy ate a $120,000 banana in an art museum. And the thing is, he said he was just hungry. Oh, my God. Installations by Italian artist Maurizio Catalan. I'm pretty sure you pronounced that wrong. Yeah. No, sorry, it's so Catalan. Installations by Italian artist Maurizio Catalan are famously provocative, but his signature worker banana taped to a wall fell prey to a basic impulse. So hunger provoked in a South Korean college student. It spoke to, I'm, I'm going to say this one, in, uh, Hyun, so, uh, in simpler terms, reminding him that he had skipped breakfast that morning. So as his visit to Seoul's Museum of Art stretched past noon late last week, now seized the yellow freight and ate it, ignoring the alarmed cry of a museum staffer. It took him around one minute to grab the banana and eat it. When he was done, he, ha- he had, had the peel left. So the thing is, he actually put it back on the wall. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> wow. Know, right? it, anyways, is a drum 
Summer lasted around 30 minutes as museum workers installed a second banana to restore uh, the bro's vision. <laughs> what? The museum will what? not pursue who for any damages. According to Korean's news outlets, broadcaster MBC um, side staff are saying that when the artist was told about the, pro- the um, banana incident, his, he replied that it was not a problem at all. Anyways. Would you would you guys eat anything if you were hungry and you could eat a whole giraffe? Um, I don't really, really sure, but probably yeah. I'd probably eat it if it was edible, but I would not be eating a musty, crusty banana peel. Dude. Ew! I wouldn't. I was so sick and possibly throw up. Like the time I ate a bit of yeast when I was making bread with my grandma. Why would you God, try yeast? Not- I don't know, I was little, like three, like, no, four years old. Not cool, dude. No, after that, I felt so, so sick. Uh, what? Depends, because there are food you can eat and things you can't eat, like the time when I ate hand sanitizer, and I would never, ever, ever want to do it again. <laughs> Hey girls, has something ever gone wrong to you before something very, very important? Oh my granola bars, this has happened more than once for some reason. Don't know why, but it did. One of the times this happened was before a netball game. When we were warming up, I was literally eating ham and cheese toasty because when we were going to the place, um, there was like so much traffic there. And so like, we only had like a few minutes left. I was there and there was n- I couldn't see any traffic and I made it just in time. I well, yeah, because I went to the shops before that time because I couldn't pick up Luella because her day was off. So I had to go shopping. That was later on the day. Wait, who's this Luella person? Shh. We don't <laughs> have to worry about that now, do Fine. we? Anyways, back to my story. Um, I had to gobble it down so, for, so fast when we were warming up. And when the game had started, I had the biggest stitch, but I pretended I didn't because, nah, I ain't gonna do... <laughs> Wait, actually, no. Um, because Mama didn't raise no soft granola bar. No, she did not. Oh my goodness, this happened about a year ago, before going to my best friend's 13th birthday, which was the most important day of the year, even more important than my birthday, Christmas, and even more important than Halloween. I got dressed ready to go and it was 7am in the morning. On the way to my friend's house, I forgot I didn't have breakfast, so I went to Moe's to get a hot dog. I go got my a mouse. Go, go, a mouse. Go, a mouse. Continue, sorry. I Chat got to. my hot dog with extra, extra, extra t- tomato sauce. Damn, what the <laughs> And one original donor. While eating in the car, I spilled the tomato sauce on my jeans. Every and everyone I could see, and everywhere I could see the tomato sauce. I was Ew. like, I cannot go to my best friend's party like this. So I was so scared that I almost cried. You cried over tomato sauce? Yeah, it's my best friend's birthday. What do you think? Yeah, hey, dude. I told my mum and uh, she told me to calm down. There, 
it was something we can talk about. Just on time, you need to come down by Taylor Swift was playing on the radio. Oh yeah, you need to come down. Shh, no copyright. <laughs> <laughs> I got calmed. I remembered I was wearing a jumper, so I took it off and put it around my waist. People couldn't see the stain anymore, and I had fun at the party. That seems like a heck of a lot, you two. But just uh-huh. imagine this. A snake in a locker room. What the heck? I know, right? In May, in the Portland Trial Blazers were in San Antonio for the Western Conference semifinals. When the players arrived at the visitors' locker room, however, they got more than they bargained for. Thomas Robinson found a snake in his locker and later said, I was scared. Like, who wouldn't be? He also said, I'm not going to lie, I was scared, according to Tim Maclon of Espen, his chair. And trainers had also had to resign in, in the beast. The player also assumed that the snake was big and poisonous. Other reports said the snake was not poisonous and only 18, 18 inches long. Either way, a snake in a professional locker room is still very weird and suspicious, right? Wait, first of all, how did a little critter even get in there? Yeah, right? Oh my god. Anyway, Edward, how would you feel if you found an alive animal in an... Edward, how would you feel if you found an alive animal in the netboard changing rooms? Like, hey, gosh. how could you? You didn't include my name. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Jim. Anyway, um, whatever, but uh, it depends which animal, but if it was a Tarsier, which is an animal from the Philippines, I will scream my heart and lungs and life out because why is it so, like, the, the animal's, like, so small, but it's, like, so, like, really big eyes. Like, but, for what? Like, dude, But how can down. you scream your lungs off? That's my question. Nah, but I'm just screaming and it comes out of my mouth. What the? What? It's perfect. Description. I know, right? Amazing. Oh my god. Honestly, I don't play netball, but I do play footy. And I found an alive animal in the footy changing room. Once after a long game and epic win, my team was celebrating in the changing room. I was not only the um, in the best mood because I missed a goal and got five behinds in the stadium. Five? Five. Oh my so god. So I missed five goals. <laughs> it's not funny. Not like you can do any better. I was looking around and I heard a sound. I felt like it was going to um, be my last day living. And I was like, no, you don't be um, paralyzed, Jim. And by the way, I got that word from one of my friends. I just learned it like a week ago. Oh my god. <laughs> After five minutes, my teammates started screaming that they saw a brown snake and everyone started running out of the room. Thankfully, everyone was fine, except for one person's ankle. Blood, what? Oh, my God, what? Are you saying someone just got bitten by a a brown snake? On the ankle. my God, wow. That's all we have time for today. My name is Jim, here with Edward and Autistic Gem. Thank you so Gem. much. Thank you so much for joining us on Excess Shadow Hunters Jellyfish 299. 
If you would like to hear more podcasts from St. Raphael's Parkside, you can check the, them all out on our school's own podcast page at archdradio.com. This podcast is produced by Sonuli, Jemima and Elaine for St. Raphael's Parkside in partnership with ArchD Radio and Podcasting. Thank you for listening. Make sure you subscribe to this channel and hear heaps of other school life stories. Bye. But first, why do why do we tell actors to break a leg? Why? Because why? every play has a cast. All right, all right. It's the end of the podcast. Dad jokes. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.